Have you ever noticed that we always complain about the things that we can't control most of the times? Well, what if we try and look within and see that how things can become better? Hey there, I am Vishani Nigam and you have tuned into my first step ever podcast. I realized life's too short to postpone your dreams and too long to live someone else's. So after failing thousand times, I'm finally on a journey to fulfill my dreams of impacting people's life through what I do the best, entertain and educate through podcasting, digital content creation and thought leadership. On this podcast, I uncover stories that help you see why you must do what you want in life, build conviction to follow them and how to build systems to sustain them. And if you are an entrepreneur or a brand seeking exactly the same, then I'm up for a chat on my Instagram handle, which is at my first step ever underscore in. But for now, if you want to achieve your goals and build never failing systems, then what are you waiting for? Let's get started. Welcome on my first step ever. I'm so excited that you have tuned into another episode of my first step ever. Whether you are listening to this, watching to this while you're going to your work or you're going to uni or you're going off to sleep or just trying to catch up on something interesting, you are in for some real good story today. We all are in an age where we are, you know, trying to expand our horizons related to our career or be it with our goals or dreams. And now often we try to migrate to different countries, but we try to see that how we can leverage our own career, our own dreams, be wherever we are. So welcome my guest all the way from Adelaide, South Australia. But we will hear his journey of how he became what he became. So please join me in welcoming Brad Stridham all the way from Adelaide. Hi, Brad. Ashani, thank you very much for that introduction. I love it. Welcome on My First Step Ever. It's it's really amazing to meet you over this particular chat after we had a very good interaction face-to-face and it was really amazing catching up with you, knowing what you do and what your story is. And I really was very excited to share your story with my listeners, my audience, because I'm sure they will gain some sort of inspiration, direction, or some sort of really handy tips of how they can go forward with their goals. So before we dive into our conversation today, I'd like to introduce you to my listeners. Brad Stridham is a certified exercise science, master health coach, nutritionist, and behavior change specialist. Wow, that is a lot of achievement. (laughs) With vast experience in transforming hundreds of lives to optimal wellness over a decade in the health and fitness space. That is a remarkable achievement, I would say, impacting people's life, especially health. It's a very noble cause. And I see that along with owing and running a successful strength and conditioning facility, you have been getting your certifications and doing all these uh, along that work that you've already been doing. And today you run a growing personalized one-on-one online nutrition and health coaching program. Mentoring clients in a system that has been proven successful and sustainable. Now, this is really interesting. 
usually when we think of fitness it's almost like you know a physical uh, world that we are in obviously mm-hmm. but you've also tried and tested and ventured into a field where you're giving a personalized one-on-one wellness program targeting a very niche category but before we come to all this i would like to take our listeners back to that point in your life where you can tell us that you are from south africa so let's just go and dig a bit deep into that aspect of your life uh, while you were growing up what were the kind of uh, people that you were surrounded with the circumstances that you were surrounded with and what was your life like when you were growing up Shani, that's a good question. I, you know, naturally from South Africa, we've been in Australia for two and a half years. And if I take you back to kind of the start, I think a big influence from my dad's side of point of view, always healthy guy and committed to his health. Yeah, I had a, I had a good upbringing with the, an active lifestyle to some degree. Uh, never perfect, but an active lifestyle. Um, and always an interest in the health and wellness space. Always always there, you know, always active. Yeah, I just, you know, as as the years went on, I kind of pursued the direction of going into the advertising industry and the various other industries. And then I just kind of bolted off and started a gym. It was around about uh, 27, 28, that I decided to start a brick and mortar facility, which was a, a CrossFit gym at the time, and which was the strength and conditioning facility. And ultimately, we, we had that for about seven or eight years. And then we sold that, and then we made the transition to move over to Australia. My wife's a teacher, and there was the, the kind of shift. We had a, a window of opportunity, and we thought we'd take it now for our kids. We've got two little, small little kids, a six and, a and eight-year-old. And uh, we thought we'd just give them an opportunity to come to Australia, which kind of brings us to this particular point now. That's amazing. And I think we have gone from a span of your you know growing days to your teenage to your adulthood to now parenthood and along with the business that you have built you sold and now you're doing your own business over here which is also kind of gaining experience from what you have done previously so we like to kind of dig deep into you know the situations that brought people to the successful platform that people are on which is right now for you so i'm going to trace back few steps and i'm going to ask you a question before you started your first brick and mortar fitness journey you were into advertising so what were the reasons that made you switch from advertising to, you know, go into fitness, given that you were always surrounded with, you know, your father's upbringing, thinking that, you know, fitness was always in your, I would say, in your mental space and in, you always emphasized on that. So how come you went into advertising and from advertising to finally thinking of fitness. And, you know, I, I love it because it allows me to think about this as well. It's because I've never ever thought about it like that. And it's, I think, because for one aspect is working in the ad industry. That was that was what I studied. I came back and I studied advertising and I, and I thought the normal transition to go in the ad industry. Um, my dad was always an entrepreneur himself. He had his own business. And around about five years into the working in the ad industry, I was doing CrossFit at the time, and I just, I loved it. It was essentially a hobby of mine. And I think I came to a crossroads in my career where I felt like maybe not necessarily enjoying what I was doing at the time. And instead of going, pursuing, you know, because you can look, I mean, that's how careers work. You get to a point where you think you can either pivot out or you can kind of move within the same tier within your career. And I, I think I just, 
took the chance. I think I was a little bit uh, fear, feared the fear and did it anyway um, and took the gap and the chance. And I just said, I'm going to go and start a CrossFit gym. And to me, if I look back now, it might have been a crazy idea for me to just to do that. But essentially, we moved back to our hometown and I said, I'm going to start this gym. That's what I was going to go and do. That, that's so, very interesting. And I think the, the reason that we like to dig, dig a bit deep into these point in someone's life is because to make our listeners understand and see the fact that you know even if you are going forward in a certain career and if you feel that this is not what you are really made for and if you think that there is something that you're good at or you think that you can work on and start building your career in that field you always have a choice and that's why i feel like brad your story over here and you thank you so much for taking us through that transition it is never that easy mm-hmm. because you know it, it it's very easy to say that i just quit and i went on with what i really wanted but it takes a lot of mental courage and a lot of internal dialogue within ourselves to gain that confidence and accept that yes i will take that step come mm-hmm. what may because it's very challenging to build your own career and then <laughs> having to leave that and move on to a different one but i'm sure you must have gained some really handy tips in your advertising career which i mean which would would have been useful when you were starting your own fitness career so mm-hmm. is there something that you would like to share with us that if there was something that really helped you Yeah, it's a good question. I think, you know, whatever you're doing, I think you'll always have that skill, you know, so it doesn't matter what you're doing, as long as you put your best effort in, when you move on to the next thing, you take those skills with you, nothing is done without any purpose in the long run, and everything accumulates, every skill that you get along the way will add at the end of the day. And I think coming from the ad industry, you know, we did lots of presentations, lots of corporate presentations, so I think my my ability to stand up and speak to people was one skill that I took with me because naturally when you're in front of a class, you've got to present, you know, the workouts and how the gym works. So I think I had a certain confidence in front of a group of individuals. And I think it's just, it's just a valuable thing when you, when you take the chance and the gap at doing something. Sometimes when you go into something blind, there's lots of skills that you learn. And without taking a gap, you don't learn those skills. So I think there's, it's a valuable thing just to, like you say, just to move into a direction. Even if you don't have it, you'll learn along the way. So you'll learn that skill along the way. Amazing. So that brings me to the question, the very first time you started your brick and mortar fitness journey, what were the top three challenges you faced in the first part of your fitness journey, which was the brick and mortar? If you can take us through that journey. Yeah, that's that's an interesting one. I think, you know, I was never a business owner myself. You know, so I, I went from working in a corporate environment to going, I'm going to go and start my own business. And I think when I went into starting a business, you're wearing a lot of hats. You've got to wear, you know, you've got to wear the coaching hat. You've got to wear the programming hat. I had to wear the cleaning hat. I had to wear the marketing hat, the finance hat. Because as a, a solopreneur, I had my own wow. business. So I think at the beginning, you know, you wear a lot of hats. So I think that for me, was, that was a big challenge at the beginning. And naturally, just trying to acquire a lot of skills along the way all at once. Whereas if you've studied a certain career path, you're going into it, that's the skill that you're applying. Whereas this, in this instance, you start your own business. Because it was my first business, the 27, 28, I found that a challenge at the time. And naturally, I think there's a certain amount of resilience, you know, like in my instance, you go into it a little bit blind, 
And I do remember I felt like I was a little bit wet behind the ears in that process, but I took the gap. I took the chance. I was like, look, I think I was naive to some degree, but I think sometimes when you are naive, I think it's a, it's a valuable thing to have because you're not scared. You're not scared of what the outcome is going to be. You don't overthink situations. You just go and do it and whatever it presents itself, it presents itself. And I suppose if it never worked out, if, I don't know if it, what I would have been like, but yeah, I just would have joined, gone back to the industry or, or, or veered off in another option. So there's always options. There's lots of trial and tribulations, and I think the persistence is is one challenge. You know, sometimes business doesn't grow as fast as you want it to. But uh, if you push and you keep putting in effort to make improvements, things happen. I really like the genuineness that you bring to all the discussions that we're having right now. And this is so relatable and it's so important to kind of, you know, keep all these facts in front of our listeners or audience who are listening to us right now, because it is very much real for anyone who has never had the experience of being in the business space or that kind of, you know, never had the opportunity to meet people who have done that. This is a very interesting topic that we are kind of discussing right now that how do you get to the position and as you mentioned you were wearing several hats so I think it would be a very interesting journey for you that you might have discovered what's your USP in the very first business that you had a brick of motor I just wanted to ask what was the USP back then and even after shutting down your first brick and motor business what did you feel that you could take on when you came to Adelaide? Good question. I think USP being the unique selling proposition. Originally, when I started that fitness business, the I, I sold fitness. That was what we did. We moved to a town and I sold fitness and, and wanted to make people healthy. Yeah. As time went on, and I, I think you touched on this at the beginning, as time went on, I realized that there's so much more to fitness. And if you can tap in, you know, people, in, it's easy to go to the gym. You know, you can go, you can say three times a week for an hour a day. Uh, but what happens in all the other hours of the day? What happens in the 23 hours of the day when you're not at the And there's so many other aspects in your life, whether it's your stress, whether it's your sleep, whether it's your you know, water consumption, things outside of food. So that's kind of where I went with the avenue in terms of the health and the online nutrition and health coaching spaces because there's more to it. And we sometimes need to look at the big picture. So the unique selling proposition is that we always need to look at deep health as a holistic aspect and try and touch on all the various aspects of your life, your existential, your mental health, your physical health. So there's many, many parts to it. Absolutely. And this just brings me, uh, takes me back to the conversation that we were having the other day about the holistic development that you provide. I would say they're more like the people that you really want to impact help solve their problems physical mental health problems because that really helps you go further in whatever you want to do and you've aimed for in your life and when you came to Adelaide that's when you started on started off with this personalized one-on-one fitness health coaching and you've done so much to train yourself up, to upgrade yourself up, to bring yourself to that level that now you're able to, you know, help other people elevate to a different level. So would you like to kind of take us through that journey of yours that what were the aspects, what were the aspects that you prepared on and which now you are helping your clients with? 
Um, yeah, Shani, I, I feel that, you know, you touched on a good point there about, you know, investing in myself. I, I constantly, I think in the, 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 the health and fitness space, as professionals, we've got to constantly renew our education. Things are always changing. We always need to be uh, upskilled in many aspects of health and wellness. And you touched on a good point where, you know, you've got to be able to impact people's lives from different aspects. It's all very well. Yes, you can teach movement. But in the space that I've kind of pivoted myself in is that you're helping people on many levels. You know, you're helping them, guide them in the process. And I always like to think you're, you're essentially a Sherpa in this process. And I'm not saying it's a life coach program. I'm just saying that in many aspects, you do help people just to navigate. You, you're in the area of influence, but you're helping people to create their own journey and find their own way, essentially. And yeah, I think it's, uh, it's, it's an important part to continue to renew your coaching ability and your skills. Very interesting, Brad, because this brings me to a very uh, important question. How do you keep up with your personal life and your professional life, given that you have such amazing family with you, staying with you over here? So what's your go-to mantra that you kind of follow? I think it's it's a matter of balance. In my own personal capacity, I find that we've, we, we're constantly juggling balls. And as a, as a great friend of mine once said, and he's actually he's a pastor, and he said to me that, in life, you're going to be juggling balls, essentially. And uh, you can drop one ball on a Monday, but don't drop it again on a Tuesday. Don't, don't drop it again on a Wednesday. So if you're juggling family, you're juggling your personal self-care, you're juggling your business, is that you, you constantly, you know, it's hard to have all the balls in, air, in the air all at once. So essentially, we're just making sure that we find a good balance for ourselves and tick boxes. I like to... I like to coach my clients in terms of just one good day at a time, essentially, and and making sure that you just get certain non-negotiables done in your life. So, you know, if, if self-care is an important thing to you, you need to put that in, you need to put it in your schedule and make sure it happens as best as you can. Yes, of course, we can't control everything. We can control certain aspects of our life, and sometimes things don't go always go according to plan, but we do our best. That is incredible. I always like the fact that, you practice what you preach because that is when someone comes to know that what someone is saying, it really means something because they have executed it in their life. They know how it works and hence they know how to help you out, out of that. So thank you so much, Brad, for taking us through your journey. Uh, I would like to emphasize that it is never easy to open up, to take us through your ups and downs. It's very, very challenging to do that and uh, for a lot of us. But I can definitely guarantee you that you are impacting and helping a lot of lives who are listening to us today. And especially who want to get into the space of health, fitness, a holistic health development, as you mentioned. So just kind of coming back to this last question that I have for you, and I am so interested to know that now that you are running a business from Adelaide and you help people with their nutrition, with their physical fitness, and to, to a certain level, their mental health as well, how do you uh, see your clients going forward? So if, if this kind of taps on your question, yeah, I think when, when a client joins my program and they start working through the process, I, I always like the process of habit building. I think it's the greatest way for people to get success is when they slowly build habits. We are human beings, and, and at least I speak for myself and many of my clients that I work with, is that information is not, more information is not what people are after. 
And in many aspects, we we want a, a simple, uh, easy approach to getting wins. Um, yes, it will be hard, but it doesn't have to be complex. It can be simple, but it won't be easy. And the process that we go through is we essentially, we I call it the 3A method, which is basically we assess, we apply, and then we accelerate. So that's kind of like the first phase of my program. And then once we've done that, we move into a process of habit building. So I always like to say to people, yes, it's easy to get from A to B. Okay, so from think of it a weight loss journey or a health journey from A to B. But we want to make sure that we go from B to C to D to E and we continue that continuum going on. So it doesn't matter if you can get from A to B as quickly as possible. What's going to happen after that, that point or that position that you get to? So the process of building habits is that we can solidify the success that we've got and we can continue to build on that. And ultimately, building habits is when we change our identity, we change the way we are and the way we do things. And that way we get long-term success, not just short-term success. I like to emphasize on three takeaways. The first thing that you mentioned, which is so true, and that just makes me, you know, smile wide right now. What you said, it's going to be hard. It definitely is because it is something that you're working on and that you are so genuine about it and you're saying it, which makes it even more easy for me to kind of understand you, trust you, because that is a truth. It is a it is a challenging journey out there. But then you mentioned about the habit building, which takes care of the hard part, because once you start building the habit, it becomes a little easy for you to kind of start doing it. And the third aspect that you mentioned is that it's, it's overall holistic development and it has different bits and pieces to it, which you need to keep executing and be consistent. So this was an amazing, amazing discussion, Brad. I really enjoyed chatting with you from understanding your journey from, you know, kind of coming from a different country to shifting to a different country with your family, balancing your career, but also giving so much of importance and care to your client and your own business. Upgrading and investing in yourself means that you're serious about what you're doing. So thank you so much for being on my first step ever. And would you like to leave us with any other, any last words that you have? I can honestly say that it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you very much for your time. I'm very grateful for it. My parting words is to express gratitude. And I'm truly grateful for you. I think the more people can express gratitude in their lives, they can be happier as it's the shortcut to, to happiness. So I'm grateful for this chat. I'm grateful for the opportunity and I'm grateful to have met you along this journey of my life. So thank you. Thank you so much. I feel the same way. And uh, I know I said that was the last question, but I actually have two more. <laughs> so it is a very easy one. If our listeners want to find you somewhere, where can they find you? Uh, they can start with LinkedIn for one place. So just uh, Brad Stratum, you'll find me on LinkedIn. You'll find me on Instagram. You'll find me on Facebook. And you'll find me on my website, which is bradstratum.com or bradstratum, as it is here in Australia, .com.au. Awesome. If you want to check out Brad Stratum's work, his website, and what all he's been talking about, I'm going to leave a link in my Instagram channel and also through the podcast channel. And just the last one over here, Brad, I always request my guest speakers to leave our listeners with a quote or a saying that they really resonate with. Yeah, is this is a great book. It's called Relentless. 
It's a book that I've read several times, and it's essentially about being consistently relentless. So I've, I've actually wrote it down, the quote that I've got you, and it says, relentless is about never being satisfied and always driving to be your best and getting better. And I think this is from a personal aspect. It's not about trying to beat other people, but it's the drive to be a better version of yourself consistently and, yeah, relentlessly. That is amazing. What an incredible note to end this episode on, to be relentless. And please remember, this is from your point of view. It's not about comparing yourself because that's where all the secret lies. Also, to be happy with what you have achieved so far. So thank you so much, Brad, for being on my first step ever. friends if you have reached thus far today firstly thank you so much it really means that you have learned something out of today's episode and you have enjoyed so why don't you share it with me and let me know that what is that you have learned and what would you like to listen more in the upcoming episodes i love to build a relationship with my viewers and audiences and know what really is that helping them so you can follow me on my instagram handle which is at my first step ever underscore in and subscribe to my youtube channel for weekly video updates and yes if you like what i do over here follow my first step ever on google apple or spotify and please drop your rating my show and comment well this can be a way you can help me achieve my dreams to reach out to millions who need to hear this as i help you in your journey in taking the first step ever Until next time start believing in yourself and most importantly keep believing in yourself